Introducing Bluehost Cloud, ultra-fast WordPress hosting with 100% uptime. Want a website with unmatched power, speed, and control? Of course you do. And now you can have all three with Bluehost Cloud, the new web hosting plan from Bluehost. With 100% uptime and incredibly speedy load times, your WordPress websites will be dependable and lightning fast on a global scale. Plus, your sites can handle even the biggest traffic spikes without going down or lagging. And with Bluehost Cloud, you get 24-7 WordPress priority support, meaning you're connected to WordPress experts anytime you need them. Not to mention, you automatically get daily backups and world-class security. So, what are you waiting for? Get Bluehost Cloud today by visiting bluehost.com. That's bluehost.com. What's up, y'all? It's your boy, Jonathan Elias, with my beautiful co-host, Star Rock. Hey. And you guys are watching AURN's podcast. Now, we have a musical genius here today. And I'm super excited because we've been trying to get him here, but he's been booked and busy. All right. So I want to introduce the great Eric Hall. Woo! What's up, y'all? I'm glad to be here. I'm y'all like the energy. Y'all like that yeah, intro? Yeah, yeah. That was good. That was, that was like off the off the cup. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That was pretty. Was yeah, I was, I was I was actually surprised. No, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna have a gig for you later on. Oh, <laughs> hold on, hey. Hey. baby boy knows. Yeah. Every, everybody knows, baby boy. He loves to be booked. <laughs> <laughs> he loves to be booked. Hey, um, well, welcome, welcome here. Thank and you, we're, we're super excited to have you. A lot of the viewers, you know, we want to um, tell them your story and just, you know, talk about because th this is a long time coming. Yeah, you yeah. And you've been doing this for a long time. Yeah, something like that. Yeah, something <laughs> like that. Seven years old, playing sax <laughs> and all that. I, right. Yeah, I'm only 14 now, so. Long. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay, okay, so, okay. I mean, seven years, almost <laughs> a decade. Look. Year completion, though. <laughs> right. There you go. So let everybody know, you know, who you are, where you from. Okay, cool. T-Nick. Uh, <laughs> and everything you do, bro. Uh, my name is Eric Hall, um, young black man from New Jersey, um, musician, come from a musical family, and I'm just happy that I, I got this gift that I'm able to share and all these opportunities and experiences I have. So I'm just happy to be here with y'all and be able to share them with y'all and kick it with you. Nice. Love I just it. feel like you're being humble, though, because I saw Low the key. names of people that you've worked with. Mm -hmm. And off top, I mean, I saw Beyonce. I saw, I think you toured with Mary J. Blige. The thing with all these people, I just saw them and was like, hey, and then I just put them and on the paper. Put, yeah. Just like how some people it. say the, and like now I'm a writer <laughs> on the song. <laughs> okay. No, no, no. Like you said, Mary J., that was like your first tour, I think, yeah, like yeah. right junior year of college. Yeah, I kind of like dropped out of college. I was going to um, school for music performance, Study though, music, yeah. like um, playing flute and saxophone from Alto Sax, and it was going good. I was, like, networking, hitting Jersey, New York, like, getting a lot of, like, foot in the, like, in my, my foot was starting to slowly get in the door, and then I got the opportunity from a friend of mine. His name is Lauren Dawson, and he was a musical director, but I think the dope thing about life sometimes is when you're meeting people, well, for me at least, I don't always look at it as an opportunity. It's just like, oh, I meet this person, I connect with mm -hmm. you, and then it's, I'm not looking for, like, oh, this person works for blah, blah, blah. Yeah. I had no even right, clue right. his resume. He was just a super dope musician that I connected with. And then he had the opportunity, and he kind of just was like, hey, Mary G. Blas is looking for horns. I'm going to be her MD. I'm like, well, we were just playing in church yesterday. But, mm -hmm. ooh, I'm not mad. Mm -hmm. And I decided to make a decision. It really started with maybe, like, a month worth of dates. So I was telling my professors, like, I right, checked this. So from the 7th to the 19th, I'm not going to be here. I'm going to be back <laughs> on the 20th. Yeah. And literally after the first week rehearsal, another six months opened up. So I decided to make a decision, like, stay in school and learn these, uh, you know, these it's the stuff that I'm learning, which is great. It's uplifting me, or like make that leap. Mm -hmm. So I was just like, yo, I'm a dipset. I'm out. 
Yeah, <laughs> I'm not mad. It's cool that you said that, that you kind of like, you you met the right people who kind of opened doors for you. But I wanted to ask you, because I know, like, seeing that you came from a musical family, mm-hmm. did you, like, when you were younger, did you ever have this, the thought in your mind that maybe you would go professional with your music? Or was it just kind of like, oh, this is fun, you know? No, I think there was, like, maybe by the time I was, like, 15, 16, I knew I wanted to do it. Mm-hmm. And, I, I like, I remember watching, like, Mo' Better Blues. That's one of my favorite movies. I watched Mo' mm-hmm. Better Blues. And I don't know. I didn't know what being a musician really meant. I just liked the story, the way Spike Lee told yeah, it, and yeah. Denzel, and this, this is a, very it was a fly tale. movie. Yeah. But in my head, I'm like, yo, this is something I could probably do. Obviously, I'm heading to the 2000s, so I don't know the the like the terrain of music what it's gonna be. But I knew from an early age that I wanted to do it, and it's dope because my parents didn't force me. They wasn't like, you got to do it. It's just like, listen, we we gave you the tools, like you know what you know right from wrong, blah blah blah. You gotta figure out what you want to do. But they supported me too, though. Me and my brother. I have an older brother who plays trombone. He's two oh, nice. years older. So a lot of the early stuff in the past, like from two, everything from Mary J. Blige to Beyonce and so forth, we were all doing it together. Okay. And now he's doing um MJ the musical right now. That's, oh, that's wow. one of my favorite yeah. musicals. He I went and saw that. Yeah, he yeah. been subbing, but we first we did um Dreamgirls at the Apollo back in like 2009, and that was our intro to like theater work and music stuff yeah. as musicians. But it's kind of hard for black musicians to kind of get into that world. Still? Yeah. Because they kind of look at it like, yo, y'all natural talented, come from church, you got this, but y'all can't read music, or can't. And it's like, right. hold, on a sec- hold on a second. Right. Let me come here and read these quarter notes. Like, I, right. I can read. We, we have right. that skill set, too. So that opened the door, like, of just slowly getting the theater. But my brother just started subbing on all these shows, and he got MJ, so I'm happy for him. I always try to pump him up every time, because that's my brother. He's two years old. I love him. I'm so proud of him, so... Mm. that's super dope i think it's a blessing do you ever like actually sit back and like think about the fact that you had parents that supported what you wanted to do and uh you know because Mm. yeah i i I could speak for myself you know coming from an african family Mm. african household uh all they knew about was being a doctor a lawyer and (laughs) an engineer and i didn't know about none of them all right (laughs) that you know so like i had to prove it to them um you know, do you ever, like, actually sit back and be like, you know, thank God I got this. And, like, yeah. for the people that don't have that, you know, yeah. like, you know, more more so my um, my my situation. Like, what yeah. would you say to them? And, you know, because I'm sure, you know, when you ha- you're passionate about something, you're going to do it. Yeah. You know, so. No, yeah. hindsight is twenty twenty because I feel like sometimes you could grow up, like, you could grow up every day and every day you walk into your house, there's this mug and this water. You feel like, oh, everybody should have a mug and water. And then you go somewhere else and you just see, like, the tent people are empty. Why don't you have anything? And it's just like you realize, like, oh, shoot, I had, a, I, was, I, had a, I was privileged with something or blessed with something. So I absolutely, like, got to give all the credit to my parents. Like, they supported everything. Like, I remember right after the first tour of Magic Blige making good money, my mom's like, all right, so maybe, like, maybe there was this, like, a lady from church. She wants to have, her daughter wants, like, vocal lessons. I'm like, Mom, I was just on stage and married uh-huh. and married uh-huh. this. Like, I don't want to teach no little Keep kid. Keep you humble. But <laughs> then, like, a month later, the checks was like, oh, so uh, what's the lady's name? Yeah, uh-huh, <laughs> okay. But it's just like they supported it, and it's just like you, that's such an important thing because, like, your parents are absolutely going to be one of the biggest influences, or not, mm-hmm. in shaping how you even think about yourself, like your confidence levels, all that. So, my parents are supported, and for those who don't necessarily have that, I feel like it could be an advantage to, like how you said, because I got, got a lot of friends who are Nigerian, from Ghana, and it's the same thing. It's just like, yo, if it's not this specific thing, they ain't trying to hear it. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Entertainment? What? What you mean? Mm-hmm. Fashion? You want to design? You better go be a doctor or lawyer. So that I know part. it's challenging, but I would just say, like, you really, at the end of the day, even if you don't feel like you have a huge support system from your family or whoever, if it's something you want to do, you got to, like, just really stick to your guns. 
you know what I'm saying, and just go after it at the end of the day. I feel you on that. <laughs> I feel you on that. <laughs> and let's talk about your sound, because, like, I was listening to some of your, your songs, like mm-hmm. um, Hugh and then um, one called Dollar, mm-hmm. and your music sounds very, like, it sounds like you're a musician. Like, you have an appreciation <laughs> for instrumentation, because your music is very, like, it's, like, like, Big, I like did. you can hear it playing at the cookout. It has that band <laughs> mm-hmm. kind of sound. What, what what I said, not to cut you, what I said, the musicality is just it's you know, there. It's, it's there. <laughs> it's impeccable. Like the bass, the the horns, like right. it, it gives me almost old school with a new yes. new school sound. Like Gap band, yeah, or like something. It's soulful. It's soulful, but like yeah. you know, with with a new sound. And I yeah. liked mm-hmm. that you 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 know stay true to yeah. your love for for instruments. Yeah, yeah, so. yeah. Well, that's funny story is like I, that's same thing with you talking about parents my father both of my parents were having any music my mom used to sing and play piano but they did it like on the side they had like my mom worked in the hospital and like healthcare for a long time and my father like worked in healthcare but like fixing like medical unions so like he played trumpet but it was more so like as a just in the crib you know what i mean and he used to play earth on the fire to death barry white to mm. death <laughs> and isaac hayes to death as a little kid i didn't understand it but as i got older i'm like he, he, he was like one of them fun fat guys. Like, you know, Barry Wright in 1971, he didn't go on the Dick Van Dyke show because he wanted to bring Love Unlimited Orchestra and it was 70s band and they wouldn't let him do it. And he's like, I won't go unless I bring my full band. And I'm like, all right, Dad, you done told me the story I love a it. million times. But then it made me realize why I like all the stuff you mentioned about musicality, why I like arrangements, why I like horns, why I like all that stuff. Because I was hearing that four or five years old. Well, you At that age, you're just a sponge. You're just listening mm-hmm. to music. You don't even know why you do or don't like it. And it's really like a credit to my parents, like doing that. So then, as I started getting older, like in the college and like doing real gigs, and I'm like, why am I hearing stuff like that? Oh shoot, because I've been heard this, yeah. this feel yeah. and these arrangements for so long, and now it started. It's like an intrinsic part of me now. You know what I mean? I I want to um say some of the people that you have worked with, not just to say it, but like to go into my question. Um, so you've worked with superstars like Beyonce, Madonna, Shaka Khan, Stevie Wonder, Gladys Knight, Regina Bell, Cheryl Crow, the Isley Brothers, Rick Ross, Demi Lovato, Queen Latifah, Fantasia, Estelle, Shaggy, Sean Kingston, <laughs> Kid Cudi, Method Man, Trey Songs, Jaheim, Christian Michelle, Dipset, Zendaya, and more. So, um, the reason why I say that, not one, obviously, congratulations. That's oh, amazing. You know, we got to let it be known that this this man here actually works. <laughs> um, but I love the story about 2013 when you had your first single mm-hmm. come out, right? Yeah. Was it Fanfare or something like that? No, it was called uh, My World. My World. Yeah. Okay. Um, my bad about that, but That's I got cool. the others right. Okay, so... Uh, <laughs> I, you know, I, I've got caught up in working for other people, mm-hmm. um, in my career as well. And, uh, T.I. actually was the one who told me when I did a reality show with him, he was like, you've been doing this for 15 years now. Mm. You've been working for people. You've been making people money. And I loved, um, how you just stepped out and, you know, even if it didn't make it to where you wanted it, like yeah. you stepped out and you said, okay, I have to do something for me. Yeah, yeah. And then obviously you have to go back and start working for other people again. How right. important is it to to go out there and it's like, yo, you you could be complacent with like working for these superstars. How important was it for you and how important is it for other people to step out and be like, hey, I'm about to do this to make a name for myself now and not yeah. just make all these people money. It's important, but I always tell people too though, like be careful that you don't do it just because you feel like that's what you have to, you st- you're told to do like, mm. oh, you, like someone could say like, oh man, you got a real nice smile. You always have a double voice. How come you don't make an album? You like, and after a while, you might be like, yeah, I should make an album. But if you don't really feel that here, mm. 
That's, that's like, yo, it's my calling, though. This is something that in this season I want to do. Don't do it. Because then what happens is people you'll do it, and if it doesn't work out, like, oh, because my friend told me I should have done it. I know I should have listened to them. But if it's something you wanted to do, even if it doesn't manifest into the way that you would like it to do, mm-hmm. you'll still be like, yo, this is something I know I want to do. And as far as, like, stepping out and working with other, like, out of outside of working with other people, that's tricky, too, because it's like mm-hmm. the bags be bagging. Right. Be right. Right. And you look at your check and savings, like, all right, it's cool. And then when you go to work on your stuff, you realize, like, I got to invest in myself. Yep. Mm-hmm. Wait, I got to pay so-and-so and so-and-so. Oh, you got to start scratching yeah. your head. So there's that. But that shouldn't discourage you, though. That's just a, a, another thing to say, listen, that's a mo- that should be motivation to say, okay. But if you have your own voice, you should definitely go for it. I just There's going to be challenges. There's going to be stuff that you got to, like, figure out, but... I think it's the best decision I've ever did because that that led me to other places. Yeah, and that mm-hmm. and that and I also got to work on another part of my craft that maybe I was like dormant or was like kind of shying away because it's like well, I'm so good on sax and I'm going on tour with this person and I'm playing keys with this person, but it's just like but I got these other stuff I'm gonna release. Mm-hmm. So you know what they say? I'd rather like die like with every all my ideas released and be have some stuff still in me. You know what I mean? Yeah. Interesting. You mentioned like people doing stuff because they can. Um, I think that's that's kind of happening a lot too on the flip side. Like it's one thing like okay, chase your dreams, but sometimes it's like just because you could do it, maybe eh, got to strike that realistic yeah. balance. But I kind of want to use that to segue into because um, there has been a conversation about um, like I saw a video um, online. A popular vlogger was saying that um, she felt like like a lot of the new artists don't put in work, like they don't. Mm-hmm. Um, do the the artist development that needs to be done that some of our predecessors have done, like even like a Patti LaBelle or, you know, um, and then she kind of led into like artists dying, music is dying, R&B is dying. What are your thoughts about that? Like, how do you feel about the state of artistry and music and especially R&B now? I'll tell a quick story to, to answer your question. Beyonce was 06, right? Mm-hmm. Um, we had just did Mary J. Blige. We was coming like we had a break where she was trying to figure out how like she was planning for her summer tour, but we were still like working it out. Got the call for Beyonce on a Saturday night. My boy dropped off the CD of it was a CD so long ago it was dropped off a CD <laughs> of twenty five songs of Beyonce's like arrangements. Some of them were arrangements, some of them were covers of what she wanted to do. Rehearsal was Monday. Wow. So me, and my brother, and my friend Adam Burton, who plays trumpet, we had a horn section. We sitting there like. I guess we got to learn these 25 songs in less than 48 hours. So we literally stayed up all night until, and we, we went from when he dropped the CD off to maybe like two, three in the morning until we were just mentally fatigued and just going to do it. Mm-hmm. Went to sleep, went to go play at the church. Cause like, we got responsibility and we got to do that. Came back, rehearsed and then went to, I mean, we practiced the stuff and then went to go for rehearsal on Monday. And in my head, I'm like, man, like I look back now, like that was kind of extreme. You know, like we put in a lot of work and in my years with working with artists and just meeting other artists, Especially now when it's climbing, like you said, it's just like there's no work ethic. It's just like they just want the result. Mm-hmm. And I, I I can't fault them completely because sometimes I'll be like everybody's born in a different generation where you got these values instilled for you early. But if you don't put that work in, it's not going to last. Right. I mean, you could you could come up on a lick. You could come up on a dope hit like that catchy song. But if you ain't putting that work in, mm-hmm. like, I, like I have people who come to me like, yo, I want to sound like this. I want to play like this. And I'm like, dog, you know, I've been playing since I'm seven years old, mm-hmm. 38. Mm-hmm. What you mean? Like, you got to put the work in, you know what I mean? So I feel like... I thought you was 14. <laughs> you <laughs> lied to four, us. 14 times three, <laughs> duh. Come on, you're mad. How dare you? How dare you? How dare you mislead me like that? 
Um, no, that's true. That's true. I, I want to know. You know, I'm I I'll be speaking my mind. You know, like I don't be caring. Like all these these young artists today, because you know I'm an old school guy too. You know, I love old school R and B. I love '90s R and B. I love old school music. Everything. I love the musicality, like we were talking about. I love mm-hmm. the work that you put into. Um, just your artistry and these young artists that are beating like Mariah Carey and Michael Jackson, you know, records and stuff like that. What are your thoughts on that? I feel like, you know, once social media started, like the year it started, that should be like a whole new like billboard, you know, like, 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 like you know, stuff. you get streaming billboard, yeah. like not like record sales and all that, where people actually had to sell records, like not just buy it from a click, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? Had yeah. to go to record stores and wait in lines and you know what I mean? And we talk and then we can go back to, you know, just like what we were going through as black people during the time. So like you're you're outselling records when you couldn't even be black in public, you yeah, know what I mean? Yeah. But like now you got right. somebody who 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 literally <laughs> say, "Hi, I started rapping last last week and <laughs> you got the number one song on Billboard." Like what are your thoughts on that? I think I don't want to go too deep into it. I just think it's like... I mean, go deep. Why, why, <laughs> what, what are we here to do? Listen, I feel like... I think part of it is the machine. There's always been a machine behind every in every decade, or whether it was like Motown stuff, whether the stuff we grew up in the 90s and Bad Boy and this, that. There's always been a machine behind. But I just think now that, like, it's not based off what you feel. Like, the A&Rs back then had to go there and be like, oh, I heard her. Like, mm-hmm. there's something different about even the way she wear her hair. Like, there's something there that we can mold. And then you go and you work on it. Now it's just like, oh, you got two million views on, your, on, on this video that you did. A dumb video. You wasn't That's even rapping. It. But you got, yo, you got two million views. That means like, yo, we're doing the algorithms. If we put you on a, a catchy beat, you don't got to be a dope rapper. You already got two million views, so now we know the numbers is going to go. That's so it. it's just it's really just based on like you you're just doing the math like oh two plus two equals four so we're gonna yeah. do that it's not like oh this feels good this artist has something to say it's like well they got the views already because mm-hmm. the record labels ain't really putting no work in right now I've been hearing stories from creative people who work with artists kind of like on development or management about like artists that they found on YouTube like oh they have like five million views or whatever and then. They meet the artist in person, and it's just like <laughs> nothing. The a bag of, of potatoes. <laughs> a bag of potatoes. Like rusty potatoes. Like rusty at that. Still got the root and everything. Like what? <laughs> but we can bring it back to your point of it is important to do the work. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it is. But it's just hard. Like I feel as though you gotta that feeling. Like it's just, mm-hmm. and I think that's not just in music and entertainment and anything. Like when you find a a young person who might speak their mind or say something and then they're in the law and they're like, they're not even a lawyer. They're not even part of it nothing. They're just working there. You might see something like, yo, he or she's going to be a great lawyer because of their passion and the way they sp- outspoken. Or you might see somebody who really cares about like change and you're like, oh, he, he or she be, might be good at law or, or, or public relations. Like it's, you see something in somebody that that's their knack and that they're, that they're fluent in. And I think that you're not in music. They're not looking for that. They're just looking for the numbers. So I think if we get back to like, I don't even want to say this because I don't like saying names and it's not even no shade, but it's just like, I know Sweetie dropped the, um... Come on, oh, 2,000. Yeah. 2,000 copies. <laughs> Listen, let's be real. And I don't let's even... Be, it's no shade to it's Sweetie. It's no shade. But like, that that right there just Some, goes to Somebody shows, dropped right? the ball somewhere yeah. in the process. And I think she got... She got obviously got big records already, so obviously it's not that it can't be done. And some... <laughs> yo. And she has a fan base too, so... Oh, no. <laughs> or, I, 
Allegedly not. We stopped. Yeah, but I just let go. Let me not. I'm not throwing shade on. I'm I, just saying it's just like that. I think there was like a, you said. That's a prime example of like, yo, we didn't really take the time to say are these good songs. Right. It's just good stuff that we're gonna put it's out. A, is it actual talent? Let's, let's be real. Let's come on. Let's be real. <laughs> you know what I mean? Because palm like, over there. I'm just saying, like, because it, it just pisses me off. Like, I was gonna ask, like, is it discouraging? Because you got people out here that are so talented. You know what I mean? You got people out here that have studied this, you know, mm-hmm. like it's in their blood. And then you got people who literally put on a persona like two years ago, you was a proper girl. Now you this ghetto girl with long nails and like, mm-hmm. what's up? What's up? You mm-hmm. know, just to, and, and and that's your that's your artistry. You know what I mean? Just that persona, because mm-hmm. it's not there's no talent really in it. But like they are the ones that it's, are making it's, it. It's so. kind of like this is like the age of the spectacle. Um like a lot of people are now famous for just their antics. Yeah. Not necessarily. Yeah. So is that ever discouraging? It's like, you know, it's almost like you kind of have to, I don't want to say sell your soul, but it's like you got to, you got to be a whole different yeah. person to, to, to get the people to, to watch you and to want to watch you. And that's exactly what these, um, these, these, um, you know, record labels and all yeah. that, putting the money in you are looking for. Like, have y'all ever seen, um, I like, love TV. I love Netflix. I love. I watch. I'm like I'm a series dude. Y'all seen rap? I, I don't want to curse. You seen rapish? Oh yes, yes, yes. Love that prime example. Like it too, yeah. yeah, the main but character is got is really talented. She, she's really talented, but trying yeah. to find that balance of like, all right, and then you got the other one who's just like, I'm just trying to pop off. Yeah, right, right, right. Yeah. So it's kind of tricky, you know what I mean? But I, you saw how she had to that's change real. it. That's you real. know, she had to change yeah. her stuff to and to to actually get seen. I think with the talent, you still you gotta have people. You have to have a team. If you're not, if you're not, if you don't have the wherefore to be like, yo, I know I pull stuff together. Most people don't. You need to have people in your corner or a team or learn how to build a team of people who could say, yo, I like this right here, but if you just change this a little bit, it could be like this. So like, you raw talent is just raw talent. It's anything raw is just like that. It still needs to be shaped and developed. You know what I mean? It's like having a building foundation. It's like cool. Now how are you gonna make this joint look fly? How are we gonna make it be appealing? Blah 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 blah. I don't wanna mm-hmm. just live in an apartment that just. Got like four walls. <laughs> like, right. I want that joint to be sexy. So yeah. it's like you got to get interior decorated, maybe make it like that. So yeah. I feel like this is kind of how like your artistry is. Like the raw talent ha- should be prevalent, and it's great when you like naturally talented, but you need to be able to present it. Because at the end of the day, you like monetizing off of your gift. Yeah. So if you yeah. want people to buy your stuff, there is there is a <laughs> that's real. There's a, there's a shift and there's a balance. So let's take it back to you. What are you working on right now? Or I guess in the next couple of months. All right, so I'll tell you one thing I just did. I couldn't say anything because I saw Woo! <laughs> Woo! <laughs> Breaking news. Boop, 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 boop. Right, boop, boop, boop. <laughs> I signed the NDA. So Wind I it up. Go ahead. Yeah, my bad. Go, go ahead. <laughs> I tell you, keep playing. I'm going to take yeah. that coat. Uh, listen, everybody wants <laughs> my coat, hey, y'all. Jersey, okay, Eric, take that T neck just came out. T neck just came out. So I signed the NDA. I couldn't talk about it for a minute, but. um. I just got the new theme song. I produced a new theme song for um, the NBA on ESPN. Hey. Woo! And the last one was um, this guy named John Tesh. He was actually fire. My parents used to listen to him for some reason. I don't know. But not like that. But, like, he was back in the 90s, and he mm-hmm. did a lot of theme songs, and he wrote the theme song for the NBA. Like, that was, like, forever. I remember that as a little kid. Me too. So that's been When the Lakers was good. Yeah. Right. Nah. So I got that recently just in, like, a month ago. Wow. So I couldn't say anything on that. So anytime you watch NBA, you turn on the joint, you're going to hear my I'm going to say Eric Hall. Every time, every time I watch the NBA, that's what I'm going to say. Right. 98% of the population of the planet watches the NBA. What? That's real. Yeah, so that's different for me because I've gotten placements with artists and that's dope. But like this is a little different because I feel like. Wait. 
Does that mean royalties every single time or yeah. what? <laughs> oh shit! And I didn't know because I never done they, TV money. Listen, <laughs> so we my eyes. Eventually, you're you guys are like drinks on you. Drinks on air call tonight. Drinks on air call. Bump ten. Composing scores for TV and film. Right. That's that's a good look. Yeah, that's kind of like the next avenue, but it's not. It's it's an avenue I want to get into, but I still want to be able to anything God has. I don't want to just limit myself. I've always been in way like I played four instruments. I never was like I went. I remember being in college, being like doing classical music, and I was like I don't know if I could be in a tuxedo every night at Carnegie Hall. But then also at the same time, I was like I don't want to be in the jazz clubs every night, and I don't want to just play in church. I want to like immerse myself in all that, so I could get all every experience. You know what I mean? And meet everybody and just that's that's how I always am. I'm still like that. Yeah. Um, I, I liked how, you know, you, you took the, the pandemic and just, you know, made it yours, you know, where yeah. a lot of people were out there just like sitting, <laughs> eating and I did some of that too. moping, <laughs> but like, you know, you were able to, you know, come out and, and, and really work on you. And uh, I know you, ha- you had a new music video. It was a disaster that yeah, came yeah. out, um, in June. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so you did your so, homework. Look at this guy. You know, good. I mean, drinks might really this, be on me. listen, <laughs> drinks are on Eric Hall. Do you hear me? <laughs> Um, so let's talk, let's talk about that, you know, especially just coming out with your music and like what we can expect and, um, the stuff that you have out now that you came out with this, uh, this earlier this year. So I came out this year with disaster. Um, I was telling Zach, I, that was, that song is like four or five years old, but it's just, Oh, before I even go to the ESPN song is 11 years old. Wow. I did it in 2009. And when they sent like what they were looking for, I was like, Oh, I got something like that. And then, you know what I'm saying? Let me look at my hard drive. So I always t- I just say that to say that tell people like any creative, don't like, don't look down on your past works because yeah. it it might be old to you like oh I did this one I was blah wow. blah blah and then someone else someone else might see it and be like yo this is like a Picasso mm-hmm. and you're like where did I did this man long ago so that's mm-hmm. how the ESPN was and the same thing with disaster I did that like four years ago and I just did, I actually submitted it to uh, a few artists like Justin Timberlake and it was wow. all feeling it but you know they be feeling it and then when the album come out you're like I don't see my name's not on it like yeah. you take the song oh y'all didn't take the song so. That could wow. be discouraging sometimes, but I was just like, nah, let me let me put it out. You know what I'm saying? This feels good to me. It feel I I like the song. I want to put it out and I don't make a visual. And that was like the first song back in like June. And then right after that I put out Hugh. And wow. it's just that was a feel good one. And I got some more music coming out. I got like I wanna say yeah, okay, around Valentine's Day I got some Okay. <laughs> listen, I I listen, after after um Kaya came out with K Wang music video like 20 years after. There's a K Wang with it. Kane Wang. Listen, four or five years ain't nothing, brother. Four or five years ain't nothing. Hey, man, we appreciate you coming no, and stepping dude. in with us at AURN's podcast. Um, you want to put in anything else that you want to tell everybody, you know, how they can stream your stuff, yeah. how they could support you, um, and all of that? Yeah. Um, you can follow me on all socials. My journey is real simple. It's Mr. Eric Hall, not the full, just the MR. Mr. Eric Hall. Um, I have all my music on there. You can click on the links. Everything will take you right there. One stop shop. Um, I want to shout out Stevie Wonder. I got a story about Stevie Wonder. I don't think he's really blind, but we can say oh, that another time. What? That's that's uh, one of my favorite listen, conspiracy theories. I said that. <laughs> let me tell you, I saw him at the movie theaters. What I saw doing? him. He's what was at, 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 at the Grove? <laughs> I saw him at the Grove. He he was walking with somebody. Was she cute? But why are no, you in the no, movie somebody, theater? Though? Oh, why wow. is he at the movie theater? See, I love you, Stevie. I love you, Stevie. Love you too. 
You're the best. Boy, that's one of my favorite out, theories, though, that if you If I find <laughs> out that you ain't. We, lo- we love you, Steve. <laughs> if I find out. Uncle Steve. I've seen him at the Grove at the movie theaters. I swear to you, I've never said that story until today. That's so funny to me. The movie theater, t- you might top mine. Because the movie theater's like, all right, hold on, what you doing here? Yeah, come on. <laughs> Now, I saw him at I a know party. I got stories, though. Artists always have I got stories. one, and I'll just leave it one. Stories. I was at a party. It was a Jamie Foxx party, and it was like Grammy weekend. I had no tickets to the Grammy, but I was like, I'm going to the Jamie Foxx party. Okay, Jamie so. was throwing some good <laughs> And it was dope. Shit. It was real fly. Him and Tyrese. They did yeah. something really good at it their was, house. And I was in LA. I was in your hometown in LA. Mm-hmm. It was great. And tell me this, riddle me this, because I, if you know black culture music, so I swag, I surf. Easy joint. You mm-hmm. left to right with it. You don't even need to Everybody like. He was on it. Rhythm. Yeah, he did that, but I wasn't mad at him like that. I'm like, yo, you could just feel that. Uh-huh. But then this is 2011. Boom, boom, boom. Teach me how to dougie. And guess what he started doing? He no, he dougie, and he was like way better to the point where I had to go home and he Google like, yo, felt that rhythm though. Nah, but I had to look at the the dougie and like some simple joint. There's some moves in there, right, and I was like, true. yo, who taught you how to dougie? You can't see. And mm. I was like, aha, mm-hmm. where's a spoon? You might be able to see, buddy. But I still love you, Stevie. Don't come for me. Let's do a song together or something. <laughs> <laughs> I want to see Stevie Wonder Dougie. <laughs> oh, I wish I'd take it. Was oh, like man. We want to see video. him sitting here chatting with us one day. Listen. That's a whole other story. <laughs> uh-huh. All right. Well, we appreciate you, like nah, we said. Thank, thank you. Thank you. Thank Listen, you, you family here, so come step up anytime. Yeah, I'll be tomorrow. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> Bring them drinks. <laughs> Look. <laughs> Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you, with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.